Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning into the sermon podcast from Living Hope Lutheran Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Today's God's Work, Our Hand Sunday, and we're getting out into the neighborhood to serve. Hear this sermon, this reading from Genesis chapter 1, beginning of chapter 2, and the gospel from John chapter 1. Thanks for listening. God bless. The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. It's a, it's a beautiful story. We hear this creation story, and maybe we've got it memorized. We've heard it so many times, and, and we know that science tells us how the earth evolved and how life came to be on this planet, and Scripture doesn't disagree. You hear it in the story. First, the light and the land, and the seas, and life that came from the land. Pretty amazing, right? Mm -hmm. We were camping at Cathedral Gorge State Park with the Girl Scouts uh, a few years back, this was, and we noticed the Las Vegas Astronomical Society setting up. And they had these grand telescopes. They were massive, and they were connected to laptop computers, and they were ready to take some pictures detailed photos of the night sky. And when you go just you know a couple hours north of Las Vegas and get into the places where the only light you see comes from above, you gain this new perspective. It was a wonder to see nebulas and galaxies and uncountable stars twinkling in the deep, deep dark. And the astronomers and the professionals and the hobbyists too sat around for hours answering questions about the nature of the universe, and physics, and uh, astron- astronomy. And one thing they could not answer, of course, is why. God said, the word came, and light was. It all started there with a word. God creates. And the world we know from our observation was first observed by God, right? Who, after creating all this stuff, after speaking light into existence, along with the waters and the sky and the dry land, brought forth life in good order. And God observed and sat back and said, it was good. What was good about it? I wonder. Was it beautiful? Certainly. Was it productive? Must have been. Was it in balance? Was it bountiful? Was it righteous? It was good. God created it. So there's great mystery in the story, right? And if you're like me, you've got a lot of questions, all sorts of questions. Was the land under the sea and the sea part? How does that work? What about dinosaurs? We wonder, right, kids? Jacob, you like dinosaurs, right? What about other planets? We didn't hear about that in the story. Save that for another story. We have all sorts of questions. Living in the mystery is good. 
And what we can know from the story is that God is a giver. God is active. And God approves of all the life that God has made. So the context of this story originally was a bit of a contest, if we can say that, a revealing of Israel's God in contrast to the gods of the surrounding cultures. Of course, you know this, they worship the sun and the moon as divine. But Israel's God made them all. God set them in the heavens, divided the water, a symbol of chaos and danger, divided the water from the sky, and the land itself brought forth life. See how the light is created, even before the sun. That's intriguing, right? The sun is not the giver of light in the story. Therefore, cannot be worshipped. It's God's creation. God makes the world, and with a world, he lights it up. The light is good. The light begins the process, the making of the waters and the sky, and the land appears, and the earth creates too. It brings forth the plants and the trees and the fruit and the heavenly bodies. They serve a purpose, the sun and the moon and the stars, for keeping time and seasons. They have a purpose. This is not the only creation story. You know that. Chapter 2 of Genesis gives us a completely different story with different order and different things happening. But even before that, the Psalms sang of creation. Psalm 104 shares a vision of the light as the clothing of God. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. It's beautiful, right? Think of the light as God's clothing. Each part of creation lives in this light of God. And the light nurtures the land and the trees and the beasts and the human beings too. We're like plants, really. We need soil and water and light to grow. We need that. God speaks and creates on the sixth day humankind in their image and gives trees and fruit for food. God is a giver. God gives this creation as gift. And the creation in return gives Glory to God. Theologian and storyteller Megan McKenna tells of a Jewish tradition which understands the light that God creates as the spark, the soul of every human being, shattered and separated and scattered. And to reunite the light is to repair the world. Tikkun ulam in Hebrew. Hear this, in the first creation story, God speaks and light comes forth, sending lights across the world that they would be reunited, healed, and repaired. Beautiful, beautiful, right? The one who can redeem, repair, and restore the creation, the only one who can do so is the one who made it all. The creator, the one who made the life itself. And we might look around and wonder, what's good about our world? We struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes we need the perspective of a trip into the mountains, time at the ocean, a hike in the desert, or strapping on some snow skis. I guess some people do that. I don't know about snow. Sounds terribly cold. We struggle to see our world as good most of the time. 
especially as we suffer. I don't, I don't think it's because we're by nature pessimistic, though some of us may be. We suffer and we experience the world as less than it was created to be. We're injured by the world, by the people in it. We experience illness and decay, and we have a hard time seeing and feeling God's sustaining presence. This weekend, I expect you probably talked with someone or read a remembrance or watched a news story about the tragedy of September 11, 2001. And we all remember where we were when our hearts broke that day. I hope we also remember the ones who ran into the destruction, the ones who suffered after the fact, the ones who went overseas to defend us, the ones who lost parents and children and spouses and friends and whose lives would never be the same. We do remember. The experience of living in a global pandemic is another one that shows us the brokenness of our world and the scattering of the light among us. If we've been isolated or unable to travel or away from the ones we love, we may feel more separated from the light than ever. And we wonder where God is, and we feel the loss of the presence of the other pieces of light in our lives. You have been light to me in this difficult time. God has given us to one another. Imagine that, this giving God. So when we understand our neighbors, the next one we meet as gifts from God, as a little piece of the light, as part of this glorious creation, may we be more inclined to open our hearts to them, to share our light, to serve our neighbors as God intended, and to be that creation in balance, just little by little to care for them, to pray for them, to walk with them as part of God's good creation. We recognize that. We see that perspective. Maybe then we will do what is needed to always protect each other, to provide from God's abundance what is needed, to live in the light. And we will light up each other's lives and share this light of God with one another because God did not create and then step away. God rested, but God remained active in the creation, still bringing light and life. God is still active in creation, sustaining it with the word and the power of the Holy Spirit. The word, the living word of God. Jesus is this light of God we share. He was in the beginning with God and was God. God from God. Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, we say in the Nicene Creed. What else can repair and redeem us but the light from God? What else can bring calm from chaos and peace to our broken hearts? Jesus, the living light of the world. The word that was with God and was God in the beginning is here now and giving us life. It's the word that God speaks to begin this whole beautiful process of creation. Let there be light. And the word goes forth. In Jesus, through the power of the Spirit, God was actually stepping into the creation, coming into our creation to light it up for the sake of bringing us back together to give glory to the Creator. 
So Jesus, the light, went from the darkness of the cross and death and was raised to new life again for us. The darkness did not, cannot, overcome the light of the world. So today, we leave this place and we go out into the streets to serve our neighbors, to be light to others, to help out and work together, to share some time and effort to brighten up our neighborhood. And as we paint curbs and hydrants and we care for this little section of creation, because we live here, because it needs the help and because it's good to do, We'll partner with friends and neighbors and strengthen relationships and sweat and laugh and eat together. And some of us will stay indoors and pack hygiene kits for neighbors in need, for those who will use these items. And all of this, all of this stuff we do, it's because of Jesus, who calls each of us into the light of God, who has calmed storms and claimed each one of us and calls us good, not because we work real hard, or act so nice, or suffer well, but because of God's great love and grace and God's desire to unite us and heal this good creation, renew us and heal the world. God did not stop loving this world. God has not stopped loving you. Because you are made in God's image. You are part of the story too. Holy and whole filled with light and sent to share it with a world in need, the world around you. And I pray that today as we go out to work, that your efforts and actions would reflect the light of Christ in our lives. That may our words speak of God's love for creation and may we give glory to the one who made all of it and us too. And then let us rest in God's love and grace. Amen.